to C3 Church Hepburn Heights. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoy this message today. Hello, hello, hello. Nice to see you, good people. So I, uh, thanks, Kel. Little kid came up this morning and gave me a Christmas present. And I said, thank you, uh, which is a good thing. Uh, I said, thank you. And uh, should I I open it uh, now? And he said, nah, um, don't don't open it now, but I'll tell you what's in there. You like it, our our kids do that. And uh, he said, it's a grocery voucher. It's like, well, thank you. Uh, That's... That's a little different, uh, but but thank you. And he's like, yeah, I, I thought you might need it. Um, just my dad keeps saying that you're the poorest preacher he's ever heard. Um, welcome to church today. This morning's message goes for 84 hours, six minutes and three seconds. It's so good. So this morning, we are probably less of a preach, more of an exhortation. Uh, we have uh, in there a little bit of a, of a recap where we started our year in Romans 12, and we stayed there for quite a while. And our pattern disruption, pattern renewal series, we're just going to quickly touch base there. We're going to tie in our purpose circles. We're going to worship again in song. We're going to receive communion. And then I'm going to share a prophetic picture that God gave me during the week. Here we go. Let's read God's Word together uh, this morning. And so we're going to read a good good chunk of Scripture here from Romans chapter 11, starting in verse 33. We're going to read through into Romans 12, verse 12. Oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable His judgments and His paths beyond tracing out. Who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been His counsellor? Who has ever given to God that God should repay them? For from Him and through Him and for Him are all things. To Him be the glory forever. Amen. And therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body." And each member belongs to the other members. We have different gifts according to the grace given to us. 
If your gift is to prophesy, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is encouragement, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honour one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervour serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. And so Lord, as we come to Your Word today, would You speak to us? Would You strengthen us? Lord, would You illuminate truth in our hearts and minds in a way that is not just knowledge, but in a way that shapes who we are. Lord, we we invite the work of Your Spirit, of Your very presence, Lord, to transform us again and again and again into the glorious image of Christ. Make us more like Jesus today. And so Lord, I thank You for what You are doing and what You will do as we gather together to honour You this morning. So be praised, our Lord, in Your Name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So Romans 12, 1 and 2, let's just look again at these these two verses for us here. So therefore, again, therefore is springing out of the doxology that we read at the end of chapter 11. Therefore, I urge you, I beg you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, in view of God's mercy, seeing again, God's mercy, letting something of His mercy take a hold in you in a way that grabs you and and shapes you. As you see God's mercy, then offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship or your logical act of worship once you have seen His mercy. Verse 2, do not conform. Don't be squished into the pattern of this world, into the the world's ways of doing. Don't be squashed into that pattern, but be transformed. Let there be a deep inner work of the Spirit of God that shapes and moves. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that there would be a way of thinking that's in line with God's truth. And then through this process, then you'll be able to test and approve or discern what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Amen. If we can have the purpose circles up, please, guys. Let's uh, let's have a little bit of a look how this how this all comes together. So, so if you're you're with us, visiting, these are our purpose circles. Just say hi. Say hi. Hey, hey, purpose circles, and uh, right in the center there is. There's one word bigger than every other, Jesus. And life is designed to have Jesus in the very centre. As God orchestrated the world, then it was created in such a way that that life would begin to make sense in a way that it is meant to when we place the King of the universe in the place where He's designed to be. And that's right in the centre. That's on the throne of our lives. That's, that's Him being Lord and us 
letting him be Lord and not taking the Lordship seat ourselves, which there is this tension and this relentless drawing inside of us to, to actually want to be the boss, to, to take control, not to humble ourselves, but to, to go, God, hey, I, I got this. Uh, and so as we determine to be a people that would place Jesus at the centre, to have Him in the centre of our lives, where He becomes our why, our purpose, our identity forger, where, where there would be this glorious rightness that begins to build. And then holy motivations begin to stir on the inside. And so the person we were before Christ, the mess, the junk, the brokenness that's there, God then is allowed. We've given Him permission to come and, and do miracles in us. And where there were areas that weren't made perfect in love, that then starts this beautiful process of being made perfect in the love of Christ. And we should never stop being alive in that process. And, and with Jesus at the very centre, life looks like what it is supposed to look like. But, but let's go back to that place. Or, or maybe you haven't made that decision. You've just wandered into church and... And you're like, you're trying to figure out how all of this works. And so, so let's go to the place where, okay, you, you say, yes, Jesus, I want you to be my God. And so for, for most of us, that's going to be a moment where, where that happened or a series of moments. And we said, okay, Jesus, you're, you're my King. I believe in you. I'm a sinner who needs a Saviour. And there's, there's a moment then that, there's this glorious transaction where our sins are forgiven, where we're made pure and right and the rightness of Christ is placed upon us. And so we, we make this decision, yes, I'm a follower of Jesus. And then it's like, then what do you do? What comes next? And typically, once we, we start here, we go to a, a doing framework. Is, okay, what, what do I now need to, what do I now need to do? And, and that's okay, it's not wrong, but, but we've got to ensure that before we get to the doing, we're really anchored and centred in our being. So before we're doing for God, we're making sure we're being with God. That there's a, a depth that begins to happen. There's a, a not striving. I'm not now this, this Christian robot who has to do all of this stuff all the time, but that it flows from a communing with Him. So it's His heart shaping, mobilising. So the doing is an overflow. It's not an attempt to impress God or, or to connect with Him or some religious framework where we think we've got to tick a whole lot of boxes. But again, that it's, a, it's an overflow. And so as we look at our Scripture again, it, it doesn't start with a following of God's will. It ends there. Romans 12, 1 to 2, it starts with an understanding of His mercy. And so in, in view, in light of God's mercy, seeing His mercy, the mercy of God, the love of God is that He loved you first. He loved us First, before you ever did anything good, you were loved. His mercy and His grace were reaching out to you, calling you close. And so when we, when we start from a place of, God, I thank You for Your mercy, or help me see again Your mercy, that I'm a sinner 
in need of a Saviour and You are my Saviour. Your mercy, God, where You would not hold my sins against me, but they were nailed to the cross on Jesus Christ, my Lord. When we see His mercy, what comes next in the verse makes sense. Otherwise, surrender doesn't make sense if we haven't seen afresh God's mercy. If we haven't seen His love, our our need for His grace. And so for us to see the mercy and the goodness and the love of God, then we can start by being loved. And that would lead us into a place of then wanting to be led. But it starts with being with Him. And it ends in doing for Him. But it starts there. And so if we look at the second circle, and so my heart for the centre is that we would be a people who relentlessly just say, God, there's a wrestle inside of me, but today would you help me place Jesus at the centre of this area? And this area over here, I really want to keep to myself. I want to place you in 27th position in this area of my life, or I don't even want to see you anywhere near it. And so I let you into that wrestle because God, that's not gonna bring fruitfulness in me and others are gonna miss out if I do that. And so uh, come and be at the centre, okay? And so that's a choice that we make over and over, moment by moment. And then we have the, the second circle here. And this is how we dive in to being with Christ. You see, this is, we talk about these as, as like three core spiritual disciplines in, in the second circle. But when we look at them as religious have-tos, when you come to the Bible as something you just have to read every day because that's what a Christian does, then that is demotivating. It's the exact opposite of what we're designed to be. But when we see Christ and His mercy, when we see the glorious mercy of God and the call, that the open-armed embrace that He calls us into moment by moment, then and we allow Him to shape and change, then holy motivations rise inside of us and we are drawn into His Word into prayer and into community. Now, all of hell comes against us to stop you from being alive in those places. So it's not like we just hop on this beautiful rowboat and we're just like, you, you row that way, don't you? So I was, that'd be backwards. And so you're just like, would it be more like... It's, uh, is that good rowing? It's, I've never, I didn't think about standing rowing. I've never practiced standing. I didn't look in the mirror, practiced that before this morning. It's very obvious to most of you. It's not like it's a war zone determining that we're going to be a people who are with our God. Because as we, as we are positioned, as we respond to His call to be a people who are daily in the Word and not just reading the Word, but in the Word where it would shape us, where truth would transform, where we would understand the ways and the heart of God with fresh capacity, where we're drawn into prayer, where we're understanding the breadth of prayer that, that if you've been a follower of Christ, that 10 years ago you thought you knew prayer, but 10 years later now you've seen different aspects of prayer you didn't even know existed because you've been communicating 
communing with God. And when it comes to community, that, that we're looking for what we can rejoice in in community. We're looking to connect and go deep and encourage and receive encouragement. We're looking to be accountable and worship together and be a people who would carry the light of God to this world together. And we're drawn into that place and there would be this, this motivation that rises, but there is opposition that relentlessly comes to pull us away from that space. And so let's see it afresh and let's, let's engage here. And this is what happens once we have seen God. So, so Romans 12, 1 and 2 again. So brothers and sisters, all of us in view of God's mercy, see His mercy, church. See His love for you. Hear the tone in His voice, the tone of love and grace as He calls you near again in view of His mercy. Offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is our true and proper, or again, it's our logical, our reasonable, our sensible act of worship. And so our commitment to prayer, Bible and community is, is really the outworking of our commitment to Christ. And it's, it's the practical offering ourselves as a living sacrifice to be fed and then drawn back. And you have now this beautiful flow of Jesus in the centre and His mercy and grace and then the call to the second circle. And then the second circle deepens our understanding of God and His mercy and it creates this beautiful flow. And that's when we feel alive in our faith. And that's when it makes sense to be living in the outside circle. And this is what kingdom fruitfulness looks like. And when we just aim for the outer circle first, then we're doing it in our strength and for our glory. But when it flows from the centre, there is a power that that flows outward in who we are and our world needs to see more and more us alive with Jesus Christ in the centre. And then the light that's shining through us, the light that is, is you in the marketplace, is you and your family, is you chatting to your friends about who your Saviour is, that it's His light shining through us because the first and second circle are creating this glorious loop and then flowing from that is this understanding that I am called to be an influencer for the kingdom of heaven on planet earth. And so then every moment we walk into, you walk into a one-on-one conversation. It's God, what does it look like for me to see something of your kingdom coming and your will being done in this moment? And is it just simply a smile? Is it, I just saw Kim there, is it, is if Kim asked that, is she stepping into school to be a teacher with these little kids? Then, then it's, it's, it's Kim then being a teacher that shines the glory of God, excelling in that space as she does and shining His love and engaging with parents when she wants to tell them something that's not so encouraging, that she would find the holy words to, and led by the Spirit in, in that space. And, and so there's this, this mobilisation on the inside. Then when we come into our family and where maybe a dad comes home from 12 hours at work and feels absolutely spent, but it's God as I step into this space and you've got kids at home, it's God, I need something that's beyond my ability. And so I'm not switching off right now. I'm switching on to the greatest call that I ever have is to make disciples in my own home. And so God, fill me with your power. And when the first and second circle are operating as we're called, as we're diving in, then there is a supernatural strength to do that. And the day doesn't become the excuse, but it becomes the trigger to dive into the power of God afresh, to then pour into these little people in our homes.
three little circles. So much in there. We're, we're going to take a little breather now and, and from, from looking here and we're going to worship. And do you want to stand to your feet? I'm going to receive communion after we do this. And, and so, again, you, you, may, you may have looked at the, those purpose circles a lot. You, they may be kind of new for you. My hope is that they would never grow old. They'd point us back to what matters most. Jesus in the centre and everything else radiating from that place. And we're, we're going to sing a song together. It's called Because of Christ. And it'll be a new song for many of you. So don't get caught up if you, if you don't know the words. You can just stand there and open your heart and let them wash over you. You may want to learn and sing and and declare, but let us worship the risen Saviour. And then as we come to communion, we're going to remember again what He's done and there is freedom for you and I to step into. And so we are stepping into freedom today, wherever you're at. I want you to let God just keep building, doing His work, doing His work, doing His work in you. Let's, let's sing together. Amen. Beautiful. You can grab your seat. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Awesome. Just for a few moments, I want to share a picture I had uh, earlier this week. And uh, C3 is a global church movement that we're a part of over 500 churches like this uh, gathered around the world in over 80 countries. And, and so we had some, some prayer meetings uh, this week, 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Sydney time, which doesn't work out too great here at 4 a.m. And, uh, and 4 p.m. Was, was fine. Anyway, the earlier one I had this picture as we were so we're praying. So it's on Zoom. There's hundreds of different people from all around the world praying together just for God to move in our world. Uh, really special. People praying in their native language and uh, beautiful. Just had this very simple picture just of the hands of God. Big, strong, but caring hands, safe hands. And, and these hands gathering dust. And so it was this image just of kind of dust, red dust type stuff, dusty stuff on the ground and, and these big hands just gathering, gathering the dust. And the, the initial sense was, was linking back to God's work of creation and I'll read Genesis 2 in just a moment. But there was this intent in the movement of the hands, this intent to shape and form and gather and things that were, were dislocated to move them from that place of dislocation and, and bring them near and, and put them into the place where they were designed and to, to make something out of what looked like nothing. And this is the, this is the heart of God. to come to broken humanity and, and make things out of our brokenness. 
to see glory in us and through us and, and Him glorified as in these, the, the brokenness that's in us as it's, it's formed and, and shaped. In Genesis 2-7, God's initial work of, of creation and, and His work of creating has, has not finished. And Genesis 2-7, we see then, then the Lord God formed a man from the dust. From the dust of the ground, God, God forms, he, he gathers this, this dust from the ground and, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. And for us today, the sense I have is, is that there, there are, for some of us, there, there are, there's some dusty things in our lives. There's maybe even some areas where it feels like it was something, but it's been pummeled. It's been ground into dust. Maybe it was something that was beautiful. Maybe it was a dream that was, that was so glorious and big at one stage. And it feels like just through life or maybe your choices or others' choices. It's the season we've been in the last few years. It just feels like it's been ground down. Maybe for some, it's like there's areas of dustiness, kind of arid parts of lives where maybe God hasn't been allowed to come in and bring life. And He's wanting to come and form and gather that together. Maybe you feel like just you as a a human, just like dust blowing around and like there's just not a, not a strength in life. There hasn't been an anchoring and a purpose. And, and if that's you, I, I know it's like God wants to come with His safe hands and gather you where you've been scattered, where you've been dislocated, where it hasn't made sense to come and gather you together and form you into who you were always created to be. And so there is a forming work of God that is necessary. And that... that that forming and transforming, that, that doesn't actually stop. And so for us to surrender ourselves and, and have Jesus in, in the centre where, where that, that work is, is in a sense always happening. And then there's, there's this additional element. God doesn't just form and pull the pieces together. Then as we, as we see in Genesis 2-7, that God didn't just see dust and go, hey, I want humans. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sculpt this human out of the ground. He went next level and said, I'm going to lean in close and I'm going to breathe this breath of life, the very essence of this life force of God. I, I want my life, my breath, my sound, my essence alive inside of this human being and breathed in. And there is a breath of God that as we open ourselves up and, and we humble ourselves before Him and say, God, I need You to breathe upon me afresh. I need You to bring to life that thing that's not. God, there's a layer of strength that I feel is dusty and I need You to form it and then breathe upon me. There's a call that's not being activated right now. There's a thing that's covered and I need You to form it into what You want it to be. There's a disappointment that looks like dust over my life. I need you to form that into something and breathe in it so I can see the redemption story. And I'm not lost in that disappointment. 
But now I see the even deeper work that you're up to and it's a strength on the inside of me. So I want to just give it a, a simple opportunity now. Can I just encourage you to just close your eyes in this moment? And if this means something for you, there's a, there's a forming, a pulling together the dust and then there's a breath of life. Breathe deep into lungs. If you say, yeah, that, that word, Jace, that's, that's for me, then I just want you to stand where you are. Whatever that applies to in your life, just where you are, just go ahead and stand. Just stand, you're saying, yeah, that makes sense for me. There's something in there for me. Go ahead, wherever you are, just stand. When you stand, if you could just open your hands heavenward when you, when you stand, thank you. If that's you, now there's a battle to stand. There's a few more, just like, yeah. God, I need there to be this supernatural forming, this breath of life, God. Go ahead, stand. Receive this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just as you stand, I just want you to breathe deep. Breathe in and out. Statement of faith. Lord, I receive. I receive. Just those who are standing, even those who are sitting, just commune with Him right now. Just be. You don't have to do, just be. Here I am, Lord. Lord, I thank You for Your glorious desire to take the broken things in our lives, even the disappointments, the heartache, to take our humanity, Lord, and fill it with your presence. Fill it with your strength. Lord, and so whatever this means for those standing, thank you, Lord, that you know. And right now, through a deep work of the Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are ministering. You are bringing life. Bringing life. You're gathering and breathing. Gathering and breathing supernatural life. Just go ahead and receive it right now. I think there there are many who are sitting as well where this is a moment to receive. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. breath of life. Lord, I thank you that as we, see if everyone can just stand to your feet now, please. Let's all stand together. Thank you, Jesus. Just want, if you, if you speak in tongues here, just under your breath, in your heart or your mind, I just want you to just release that supernatural language. Just let God stir something on the inside strength and life. 
Lord, I thank You that You are strengthening Your people for what was, what is and what will be. Lord, I thank You that as we come to You, that, that there is a relentless work of Your Spirit to make us whole and make us strong. And so we thank You for the all-sufficient victory of Christ. We thank You, Jesus, that You made a way and You make a way. And so Lord, as we stand together as a faith community, as sons and daughters of God of the Most High, Lord, we stand together in the victory of Christ and we receive an internal work of Your Spirit. We say, Lord, bring freedom afresh into our lives. Lord, as we live in a world that is so starving, so hungry, so crying out for something real. Lord, trapped in a, in a bubble and not knowing how to get out. Lord, we thank You that You breathe life, that You're the freedom giver. But God, we thank You that Your plan is not to come in some abstract way, but to fill Your people with Your power and then to move through us. And so God, even across this December and then as we set ourselves for the year that lies ahead, we say, God, we need You to move in us. God, we happily say that we're not capable in and of ourselves of living the supernatural life You've called us to. But God, we happily say in You we are. Through Your victory, because of Your unbelievable grace. And so Lord, right now, I thank You for Your Spirit, Your power, Your strength upon each and every beautiful person gathered here today. Be glorified in these lives, O oh God. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us here on our podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more about our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, go to c3hh.com.au.